Right now, I have Gasoline Lollipops live in the studio. They're going to be playing a set. Take it away, guys. Trying to dig a change for the Kansas Turnpike toll. I'm trying to dig a faith in the strength left in your soul. These kind of lines that flash by with every cigarette. Oh, yeah, this is a long. Night that I've had to drive through. Every hotel room smells like death. The clouds across the moon move slow like your breath. I wonder why the good times are so easy to forget. Playing cards and 
dealing with the devil. Death, Tony. You want to play? Yeah, Drink sure. my fill. Whichever one you want. Well, they're equally dear to my heart. Matters involving death and booze. Uh, Are you too much part of that? Well, booze usually precedes death, so I wish to play that one first. <laughs> this is a two-step of our new album, our upcoming album. And it's entitled Drink My Fill, which I never seem to be able to do. Mm -hmm. 
what is there Just a sidewalk full of mirrors and vacant stairs It's hard to share my thoughts when nobody cares Except the creepy psychotherapists selling their wares
So we're gasoline lollipops in case you're just joining us. We're here for a couple reasons beyond serenading you. One would be to pitch our show coming up at the Caribou Room on September 23rd uh, with We Dream Dawn. And the other is to pitch our upcoming album, which will be coming out uh, on Valentine's Day next year. It's entitled Resurrection. So just in case you're starting to feel a little down about things, here's a song called Death. Down and now I'm living life on 
still around That song was not off of our new upcoming album entitled Resurrection, obviously. Unless it was going to be the first track. It's the only way it makes sense. <laughs> and Resurrection is mainly a hopeful album. About some of the things that bring me joy. Um, sugar, Spice, Jesus, Elvis, Cocaine. Here's a song about the latter three. Hey, Jesus ain't dead. He's asleep home in bed. And Elvis is cooking him eggs. Hendrix and Joplin, they went out to go shopping. They'll be home before noon with the digs. Yes, and all of God's children are out busy building an ark for the sale on the flood. But them wafers ain't meat, they're just made of wheat. No one ever got drunk off of blood. It's so pass that wine. Said I done told him. Jesus said this time they've gone too far. Yes, and all of God's legends are out busy pledging their souls to the path of the past. But Jimmy and Jim, Kurt and Janice Joplin all laugh loud, but the kings both laugh last. And they sing past that wine around my friends. is cooking him eggs. Well, let's see here. Let's play something pretty, Donnie. Alrighty. Just so we can show him that we can. <laughs> I'll be there for you. I'm not a rich man In fact, I'm a vagabond But 
But after the princes have gone To chase off their blues And left you with yours I'll be there Let's do a barn burner 
Donnie, just to wake us up so I have a little bit of energy for this upcoming interview. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Going home to Georgia? Uh, you got it in you? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it has got it in it. We'll give it a shot, I guess. Absolutely amazing. Oh I thought gosh. you did pretty good on that acoustic guitar there, Donnie. Well, absolutely something. Oh, man. That was so great. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those who are just tuning in, that was Gasoline Lollipops. Uh, they are a uh, local band that I brought in for the local shakedown. And again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, love having you guys, uh, or at least hearing your guys' music. It was uh, great. Um, so, why don't we just start uh, really quickly by saying, uh, why don't we introduce you guys, yourselves here? I'm Clay Rose. Uh, I write songs and sing and play uh, rhythm guitar. 
And I'm uh, Donnie Ambori, and I, I, I usually play a very loud electric guitar. Yeah. Not today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we usually are a four-piece at least, mm -hmm. sometimes a five-piece. Yeah, I was going to ask, what, what is actually your full instrumental lineup? Um, uh, the full band would be, uh, uh, we also have a fiddle, drums, and uh -huh. upright bass. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Actually, is the race, um, I noticed on your Facebook, is the upright bass sort of a new thing, or is that, that's nope. always been there, yeah, right? Yeah, Okay, yeah. Well, Kenny, that's got to go back oh, yeah, that's a few a years, time. for sure, yeah. We've yeah. been through, I think we're on our fifth or sixth bass player. Ah, uh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Most of them have played upright, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. For sure. So where does the, the name Gasoline Lollipops come from? Oh, <laughs> Well, I don't know. If Let me see those FCC guidelines. Yeah, <laughs> let, me <start. laughs> let me look at those. Uh, yeah, they were definitely chemically induced, the inspiration. Yeah. Well, chemically and religiously induced. I, I feel like it was a, a religious experience that I had uh, on, mm -hmm. on a cocktail of chemicals. Yeah. And um, Jesus and Elvis were both involved. Ah, okay, yeah. of course. Yeah, um, some lightning and what was left written in the sky for a glowing moment was gasoline lollipops oh wow and i heard a voice say if you build it they will come <laughs> Amazing. i had no idea what a gasoline lollipop was clay is now inspiringly sober which is wonderful mm -hmm. yeah that's great to hear yeah, yeah. otherwise awesome. the name would be you know the waves or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like the strokes <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. um so what um so could you Clay, could you probably talk about a little bit of your, your background, just sort of like your history? Because it seems like a lot of your songs are about sort of a personal journey and um, where, you know, life experiences and things. And uh, so I'm really interested to hear like sort of where you where you come from. Yeah, least. it's um, it's a kind of an eclectic background. Uh, my mom was a songwriter mm -hmm. uh, and she was living originally in Arkansas and then moved to Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad was a truck driver, mm -hmm. and my mom and dad weren't really together to speak of. My dad lived here in Colorado, and he drove trucks. Mm -hmm. He was a Buddhist, and, uh, you know, he would take me on the road with him uh, from a very young age, driving coast to coast mm -hmm. in a big rig, and he turned me on to his tape collection, which he had, like, the same... He had one of those travel cases. Yeah. So he had the same, like, 24 tapes yeah. from the time I can remember until I moved out of the house. And uh, th those were a huge influence on me, those 24 albums. Yeah. And then uh, when I'd go to my mom's house, especially in Nashville, she was playing uh, a lot of clubs, a lot of uh, songwriters in the round and like um, showcases, songwriter showcases at yeah. the Bluebird and stuff like that. So I grew up in, in these Nashville clubs there. Uh, and, you know, both, both settings, um, both settings were very music rich mm -hmm. and a whole lot of freedom in their own regard. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I was sort of, I was sort of free to develop myself. Nobody told me who to be or what to think. Yeah. Per se. Definitely. Uh, with, uh, so with your, your mom's, uh, like songwriting style, was that very much sort of similar into what you do here or was it like, I guess I should ask more. So how is that her, uh, her songwriting like influenced you? Um, I mean, yeah, my mom's a great songwriter, uh -huh. you know, so lyrically, definitely, um, and just the song structure. I feel like, uh, at least from a young age, when I started playing music, I was more punk-oriented mm -hmm. and yeah. um, psychedelic rock. 
Um, and it wasn't until, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know that I wrote country songs until Donnie joined the band. <laughs> and then his playing, I was like, oh, damn, that's a country song, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I cover a couple of my mom's songs. You oh, know? nice. That, yeah, that's a, it's a really strong part of um, just my childhood is that kind of music. You know, honky-tonk and country is a really strong part of my childhood. So yeah, it's definitely. like when I feel homesick, I'll write a country song. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So how did you guys meet each other then? Uh, if if your background the, was so we, punk. <laughs> yeah, we met up at the Gold Hill Inn. Oh, um, okay. An old bass player of mine was friends with Donnie, and I was hanging out at his house one night, and he said, hey, a friend of mine's playing at the Gold Hill, and we ought to go down there. Mm -hmm. We went down there. I was not so sober at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't actually remember meeting Donnie, <laughs> um, but apparently I invited him to come sit in with us yeah. on, a, on a gig the following week. And uh, <laughs> in the following week, I'm there setting up. I'm like tuning up on stage, and here comes Donnie with his guitar and his amp. And I'm like, "What's this guy doing?" And he walks up on stage, and puts his guitar <laughs> on his amp. I was like, and I'm like, "What? What is going on here?" You know? And I lean over to my bass player. I'm like, "Hey, who do you think this guy is?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You invited him to come here last week." I was like, "Oh, I'm sure glad that I did." <laughs> that and uh, and having having the balls to approach my wife. Mm -hmm. Those are my two most thankful moments of drinking, yeah. you know, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would have had, I don't know if I would have had the guts to approach Donnie either. It yeah. seems a little out of my league as well. Those are, those are always the best beginnings, though. I feel like the, the weird circumstances in which yeah. brought you together, yeah, playing yeah. music and such. Yeah, being, so, being fearless, chemically induced or otherwise, has always worked in my favor. <laughs> so you guys have been pretty busy as of recently you guys played a couple of music festivals recently um i know you guys were at the ums showcase yeah uh, as well as the divide music festival H how yeah. was ums that was a really big ums was yeah it was a great great show man mm -hmm. we played at the high dive um which we'll actually be playing at again on november 10th we're going to be headlining mm -hmm. our own show there nice uh but yeah it was a great show man packed uh denver really knows how to celebrate local music yeah yeah, definitely. And we, we had the great fortune of um, going on right after Robert Louis Cole oh, and wow. the Angels. And he's like a good friend of mine and a, a huge hero, musical yeah. hero of mine. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah, there was a lot of big names at that, that festival. And UMS is really big for us here, I guess. So, um, yeah, because we, like here at the local shakedown, we like, look, you know, showcasing yeah. local music. And so uh, it's great to see that. And I saw you guys listed as, and a bunch of other people that have passed through here. So um, so I'm glad that the festival went great for you guys. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. How Do you want to talk a little bit about maybe, like, the Divide Music Festival? I'm not too I think it was their first year Okay. Yeah. Uh, running. So it's like a little bit of a baby mm -hmm. festival. Um, although they didn't, they didn't prepare it to be a baby festival. Like yeah, they, it was it was big. The stages were big. The sound system was big. Mm -hmm. A lot of booths. <laughs> I think the attendance was a little lower than they had hoped. It's hard um, usually when you. But first also start they out. had some dicey weather. Oh. Like we got lucky. We played in the sunshine. But uh, I was most stoked to see Blondie on that on that lineup. I had no idea. Yeah, that they Blondie played oh. after us and. And we were really excited. We go running up to the front stage. They got one song in, and all of a sudden, like, gale force winds come and almost blow the stage away, and they had to shut it down. So That's so unfortunate. Yeah, Did you end up talking to Debbie Harry? No, I didn't get a chance. I no. wanted to have her sign my tits, but I didn't. <laughs> she probably hey, wait, give me the FCC thing again. <laughs> I don't think tits is on there. Oh, no. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah. Only if you use it to mean great. <laughs> if it actually means memories, that's um, a problem. <laughs> so uh, what? Uh, so I guess. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your relation to Gregory Allen Isakov? My relation to him. Yeah, I heard you guys are pretty longtime friends. Yeah, we've been friends for a long time, um, and we share a fiddler. Oh, you know, okay. Jeb Bose uh, plays in both of our our acts. Yeah, I was just at Greg's yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I first met Greg. When was it? Probably 2004, mm-hmm. and or 2003. Yeah, it was 2003, and I met him. He was busking on Pearl Street with his slide guitar. It wasn't mm-hmm. even a slide guitar; it was regular acoustic. But he just raised the bridge, <laughs> and he was testing it out for like mm-hmm. the first time down there. Mm-hmm. And he, I thought he sounded great, you know. And I stopped and watched a few songs, and uh, we got to talking. And I was like, "Yes." I played him some songs there on the street. We traded some songs, and he was like, "Oh, you should come out to my farm." Mm-hmm. He was living out uh, near Nelson Road and uh, Highway 36 at the time on this farm. So I used to go over there, and uh, he'd have a lot of musicians over there. We, that was sort of like, that was like my summer of love. Really, mm-hmm. was that time period when he lived. He lived in this dome, and uh, all these local musicians and songwriters would go out there, and we'd trade songs and have jams. Mm-hmm. It was a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah, and then he, uh, him and Jeb actually played my wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah, the moment, it was so cool. We got married up at Flagstaff. Nice. And the moment that me and my that I got to kiss the bride, uh, Jeb mm-hmm. was playing fiddle and, and Greg was playing banjo and they kicked in a turkey in the straw. Oh, wow. And I danced a jig in my tuxedo, <laughs> threw my top hat in the air. Yeah. Oh man, that sounds that sounds really sure nice. Are actually, yeah. for real, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Born and bred, boy. Proving it. What a wedding day be without turkey in a straw? <laughs> um. Oh wow. Um, so I guess how is the new album coming along? You were kind of just at a little session today earlier, right? Yeah, we yeah. just came from the studio. Uh, it's going famously, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're working with John McVeigh, right? Yeah, John McVeigh. How's that whole process? Um, it's working. awesome. Yeah. yeah, working with John is really great. Uh, I've I finally learned. I mean, I always wanted to just sort of be a control freak, but I, mm-hmm. I think I finally learned that's not the way to. Yeah. It's not the way. Some people, they can hack it. They're they're the director, the star, the yeah. writer, all that, and uh, I just I work better with a collaboration. Yeah, and it's definitely. really great having John in the studio, pitching ideas to us, and having us work out, yeah, musical ideas that we wouldn't think. Yeah, is think there? I was gonna ask if there's something like new and interesting that he's bringing to your sound that you maybe haven't even like explored yet, like sort of in the w- techniques in which he's like kind of recording and. and yeah, stuff. I think you know it's the mainly the philosophy that less is more. Yeah, is what he's bringing to us and and bringing out the subtleties in our music because we've been we've been playing like rowdy mm-hmm. bar gigs for a long time, yeah. you know, and and more is more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when yeah. everybody's drunk and rowdy, more is more. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, <laughs> so we've got kind of gotten in that habit. I'm not sure that it's such a great habit when it comes to recording records, but yeah. John is helping to. Uh, sort of stabilize that yeah and everything yeah definitely so uh i hear you guys have an interesting bit of merch in the most fam- family friendly way how would you describe some of the things i see you have some yeah. women's boy shorts 
um, <laughs> some other interesting pieces, I, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, where, I, where do you find people to make this stuff more so? That's uh, my question. Well, it's got to be like produce on demand kind of thing that uh, Laura I think, and, and, I think and that's Adam it. set up. Yeah, yeah I don't know, but you can literally feed get your anything. logo into yeah. a machine and anything. it can kick out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fluorescent was, colored condoms with yeah. the logo on it yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Sure, sure. I was very, uh, yeah, I remember Mild seeing. Case fluorescent? Um, <laughs> I remember uh, seeing the the thongs kind of come up on my Facebook feed one time, and I was like, "Well, I've never seen uh, that from any band that I've ever." Hey, heard. right on. Yeah. You so, mean Motley Crue never had a logo? Oh, with thong? Yeah. Come hey, on. that's true. But in the but they didn't sell it on the internet. Yeah, yeah. they came in the. Um, Those guys are too old. To that was the mail order. That was it, uh, Alice Cooper, whose first album came with a pair of panties around. Oh, the, uh, really? Yeah. Nice. It's like those. They're like I, super. I'm rare. a Detroiter, so I take credit for all Detroiters. And uh, all <laughs> positive action. <laughs> nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, well, it looks like we're coming up near the end of uh, this uh, little interview here. Where can people cool. find your music as of right now? Do you have some records out? Some uh, uh, yeah, stuff they up can. Online? They can find us on Bandcamp.com mm-hmm. uh, or I think at least one of our albums is on iTunes. Yeah, uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, so there's a lot of places. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have a set release date for this new record coming out? Yeah, it's coming out Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah, and we, right. you know, the venue to be announced. Um, but, yeah, it's coming out Valentine's Day. And uh, sooner than that, a show that we're really excited about and really want to push a lot is the Caribou Room, which is a new venue up nice. in Netherland. Oh, wow. Yeah, it holds, it's a theater, and it holds 500 people. It's got a state-of-the-art sound system. Oh, my gosh. And we're going to be playing there September 23rd, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Friday, with We Dream Dawn, mm-hmm. which is a band started by one of the guys from Elephant Revival. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. So okay, cool. That'll That's be a good time. Caribou Room. Yeah, and we'll leave some tickets here for you that you can do a ticket giveaway for that show. That would be That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. Yeah, it was a really great us. set. Um, yeah, so check out Gasoline Lollipops. Uh, their album will be coming out Valentine's Day. They'll also be playing the Caribou Room very soon. Is there a Facebook event for that? Yep, there certainly is. September All right. 23rd. September 23rd. Well, uh, this has been the local shakedown. Coming up next, we're going to be playing a song by White Horse. This is called Pop or Not. You're listening to Radio 1190, the ultimate mixtape.